0: Welcome, 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 this is episode 200 of the Distraction Pieces podcast, which means there's been, you know, over 600 welcomes, because there's also been some, some bonus episodes and some two-parters and stuff like that, but there's a lot of welcomes, and I mean every one of them, because you are truly, truly welcome. Um, thank you for tuning in, guys. This week's guest is Jess Tom, and as soon as I confirmed her as a guest, I slotted it in as the two hundredth slot because I think it's I knew it would be a conversation that deserves all the all the fanfare and excitement that comes around with you know a big a milestone anniversary. So it's a great chat and I think you're gonna really enjoy it. Before we get into it, obviously man it's been 200 episodes that's mad you look at the best um when i started this or still now it's j- j- just me and my microphones and knocking about the country just going and chatting to people and it blows my mind that um like we've got up to 200 episodes every week y- you guys tune in over 12 million of you um have downloaded episodes so yeah Thank you very much. I'm going to spend a little five ten minutes now going over a few of the episodes. There's, there's episodes that have had big names that that most of you have probably listened to. You probably all heard the Russell brand one. Um, and the st- 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 Stuart Lee one is hugely downloaded and the Simon Pegg one, but I'm going to go over a few that I think might have been missed or overlooked. So that's okay. On episode number six, I had a guy called Simon sing on and it was a fantastic one about science and maths and he bought an enigma machine and, sh- and show me how that works it was great and on episode eight i had Jody Ann bickley who's an amazing a, a young lady and someone i love dearly who in effect i felt in some way responsible for the fact that she nearly died um but we'll we we'll, we'll get into that in the chat episode 16 i had a young man on been doing a a bit of acting, a bit of rap, and he was doing good. Um, His name's Riz Ahmed. If there's ever an argument for me having a guest back on, it's Riz, right? Because since then, The Night Of came out, and he won all these awards for it. He's in Star Wars. He's in the upcoming Venom film. It's a pretty amazing one. Obviously, I'm not going to go through all of them, guys. Relax. One guest that I have people request a lot to come on is Sarah Pascoe. And she was already on, on episode uh, uh, 28. I don't know why people seem to have missed it, but it was a great episode, and she's a great guest. So check that out. The Gail Porter episodes, I think the bulk of you have listened to, because they're kind of... The Gail Porter ones and the Eddie Temple Morris ones were kind of real standouts to a lot of you guys, because we got really into into mental health in a way that hadn't been done much. I had Howard Marks on. Howard Marks isn't, isn't... are with us anymore but damn i got to chat with howard marks the killer mike episode a while back was a cracker but one of the ones that was the first to make me kind of realize the importance of these platforms was episode number f- uh, 42 the refugee weeks special with uh, uh, Ramel. to get to tell her story was absolutely overwhelming and wonderful i feel i'm going to end up rambling f- uh, forever now so i'm going to jump Forward because there was a specific episode I was talking about online recently. I didn't really make a big deal out of it at the time, but this podcast was nominated for a humanitarian award. Like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking, that sounds mental if you've heard uh, drunk casts or any of the other messy things that we've done. But I, um, episode number 86 was a, a safe housing for women's special where a young lady called Mira and yeah it was a really special conversation because it's it talked about sex as sex trafficking and Mira told her story in a very raw and you know uncomfortable manner and in 2016 i was i got an email and and, and letters and that from the houses of parliament to say that the Human Tr- Tr- Trafficking F- Foundation had nominated that episode for um, their Anti-Slavery Day Media Awards. I had to go to the Houses of Parliament, and um, there was this awards ceremony. I didn't make a big deal of it because we didn't end up winning. So, And it was a b- all a bit weird and uncomfortable. I had to check really carefully that it was n- n- non-party specific because I don't particularly support any of our current our current governmental system but this was a really cool thing so i went along i felt uncomfortable in the houses of parliament <laughs> when i hadn't a won i went on my own because again i felt uncomfortable and weird uh, when i had not won. i kind of i waited for a moment when everyone was having the drinks and, and all that to pretend to go to the toilet and then i just snuck out and went and got um a burger and got the train home. But uh, yeah, that's an episode that's worth that's certainly a a worth a listen I reckon. Um I mean, at the moment I'm hiccuping and burping all over this one, so this isn't great. Let's go from let's do a few of the last 200 because I did a bit of a recap on the 100th episode. James Acaster was a great chat. He's he's recently had his Netflix special. Have everyone realize what a genius a he- he is. He was on an on episode hundred and four. Obviously, we've had. I, I, I don't want to just just list the big ones of, of 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 Limmy and Frankie Boyle and all these great ones. So let me look at ones. The Dignity in, in Dying special was really cool. Episode one hundred and twenty one. That was an emotional roller coaster to say the least. Of last year's ones, we did a really good pair of 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 homelessness homeless specials. Um, on episode 135. Um, and then the week after that is Wim Hof, and then the week after that... In fact, that might be... Uh, one of my favourites ever is episode 137 with ancilla van der Leest. Um, people asked me to talk about politics more. The, that one was 90% about politics and internet security, which is becoming all the more relevant. Uh, we have all this stuff on Facebook recently. So go in, and check that out, episode 137 with Ancila Vandalise, who congratulations to, to, to her, who became, she, she became a, a, a mum recently, which is fantastic, I should get on with the podcast, I love the Sophia Batella conversation, I loved all of them, Will Porter was great, sued S- 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 Ed McHennett. I'm going to stop now, because this is just the longest intro, and I know it's our 200th, but, you're in for a long a long ride anyway with a conversation between someone with a stutter and someone with Tourette's. So let's just get into the podcast. We're brought to you as ever by Speech of Element Records. A lot of you will hear that each week and not go and buy anything. This is the 200th episode, man. It's our birthday. So if you do have any spare income and you want to go over and invest it, then that that would be pretty cool. You know, speechofelementrecords. dot com. We've got T shirts. We've got my live DVD. That if you, if you're into the podcast, into me talking, and my live DVD is just more of me talking, and that's a digital download option as well. So yeah, head over to records dot com and have a browse. Maybe buy something as a little birthday 200 episode celebration treat. That would be lovely. So yeah, let's get into episode 200 with Jess Tom. But I mean, this was. It wasn't until I was researching this that I realised, and it felt quite profound to me, how parallel mine and Jess's neurological issues are, or, or how opposite, I guess. Because I've grown up with a stutter, and we, and we go into this a, a bit in the podcast, I grew up, up with a stutter, so I've grown up always having certain words or certain things that I want to say, but I literally can't get out of my mouth, they get stuck and J- and J- 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 Jess has lived her life with certain words and phrases that she's got no desire to say whatsoever but she can't stop them getting out and that's kind of that felt like a beautiful choice for this 200th episode to to s- to sit down and put those two things together and it be l- uh, listened to by thousands and thousands of people not ignored or people feeling awkward cuz because I can't get words out properly, and and Jess Jess just won't sh- shut up. Um, <laughs> so um, that that's kind of it, it's, it. It felt important that this was the 200th episode because there's going to be thousands of you listening to this for the quality of what Jess has to say, the story that she has to tell, and in some part for you know the 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 200 episodes of podcasts and reliability that I've popped out here, stuttering my way through it. So. Yeah, it, it it meant a lot and it means a lot. So thank you guys for for listening and tuning in. And this is episode two hundred of the Distraction Pieces podcast. I've said this about five times now with Jess Tom. Is a, is a more than Knock it. So headbutt the mic. Uh, what perfect way to begin with uh, headbutt. headbutt of the mic? Headbutt
1: um, the mic.
0: I'm I'm here today with. G- Jess, Tom, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, It's great
0: to uh, to have you on. Um, Biscuit. I mean, already quite evident, I think, is that I have a stutter and you have Tourette's. Biscuit.
1: Hedgehog. Biscuit.
0: This is going to be a hell of an interaction, I think. Um,
1: Biscuit. Biscuit. Communication diversity, motherfucker. Exactly. (laughs) All over it. Um, Sausage. All over your sheep.
0: There's a lot of stuff I want to talk about, but just as we were starting, we were talking about... A plastic straws. Yes, and, I've got a and, plastic and straw in my drink. You've got a plastic straw in drink because your fa- your ticks are fa- are physical and vocal, vocal. and a fa- plastic straw is needed for d- drinking tea and easier. It makes it a, a lot easier. And you, I saying, mean,
1: it doesn't make just make it a lot easier. It is essential. Otherwise, we would essential. both be getting very wet right now.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: be, <laughs> yes. Uh, Shower. The,
0: the kit would be covered. You could just
1: um, keep- Shower
0: and tea. Yeah, exactly. What a better way to go. Um, but you were saying that you Biscuit. have done a post recently explaining why plastic straws Petting. specifically uh, are, are needed for some people that have Biscuit. disabilities.
1: Yeah, Biscuit. So yeah, some disabled people um, rely on straws. Get, they're such a they're such a simple, basic thing, but yeah. actually they there is the difference between being able to drink independently for some people and not being able to drink yeah. independently. Biscuit. And there are obviously um, alternatives to plastic and I use biode- biscuit biodegradable plastic straws. Yeah. But I, yeah, I, I, I wrote about how sometimes things that might seem really unnecessary uh, to, to one group of people are absolutely essential to yeah. another. And so I think it's really important that when we're campaigning or addressing Anything within our society, including things, biscuit, that are really important for the environment, biscuit, yeah. like um, addressing our over-reliance on plastic, I it understand. is important to do that and think of different people's perspectives. Fuck it! Yeah. Biscuit, hedgehog, it's, it's sausage. It's nuanced, isn't
0: it? It's, it's nuanced, and it's, it's it's something that we, we we lack a lot. I talk about it too F- much on the podcast, but we lack a lot in this
1: hedgehog, a, a
0: social media world that it is it, it's kind of all or nothing. It's like, no, no, we need to get rid of plastic straws. It's like, biscuit. all right, we need to get rid of... The bulk of them, but yeah, there's skip. there's reasons that they're handy, and a glass straw wouldn't be a good thing to have around for someone <laughs> that has physical tics. No, ticks, um, skip. you wouldn't paper want. They're going to <laughs> are be s- snappable and bendable and yeah. whatever else. So, yeah,
1: yeah, I suppose for me, it's disabled people saying what they need really clearly, and are often not being listened to, but loads of other alternatives being suggested. Yeah, and it's like I've explored lots of the alternatives, yeah. and as a disabled person, I know what I need. Yeah it's important I think that when we like like outright an outright ban is it is probably going to do no one a good service yeah. it makes it's much more sensible to think about changing our habits as a society but doing so in a way biscuit that also considers difference yeah. I think biscuit I think often people don't deliberately exclude people or biscuit or deliberately create barriers it's yeah. a lack of thought and there's this for me inclusivity biscuit is really simple it's the difference between biscuit assuming everyone does things the same way biscuit and understanding that people do things differently as soon yeah. as you start planning and thinking about the fact that people need to do things in a different way if you want to make your work or whatever you or your yeah. service accessible to people you just have to be prepared to adapt
0: and and and, and the, the, the the opinions and views of people that Pedro. um that Know what they're talking about. hmm. Again, it's fair to assume that if this is an essential everyday part of your life, you're going to have thought about other options. I mean, I have thought about straws
1: a lot. has has never (laughs) in
0: their life thought how would a specific someone with a specific that do is to then think that they've on the spot come up with a solution yeah, that yeah. you wouldn't have thought of yeah, yeah. over months or years or whatever of trying yeah. to find solutions is yeah. it's wonderfully biscuit. arrogant isn't yeah.
1: it <laughs> biscuit. biscuit i mean key to my understanding of my experiences as a disabled person biscuit yes. is something called the social model of disability yes biscuit and that Um, is a way of thinking about disability, Biscuit, that gets away from Biscuit traditional sort of medical or charity Biscuit ways of thinking that see people as being disabled because their bodies or minds are impaired in some way and so they're broken and in need of fixing or cure. Biscuit, the social model of disability is brilliant because it, it says that people aren't disabled by their minds or bodies. It's normal to have bodies and minds that work in different ways, Biscuit, and for some people to have impairments and some people not. What is disabling biscuit is a failure to consider difference within our society and how yeah. we set things up. Biscuit, um, I'm disabled by non-accessible environments. I'm biscuit. I'm disabled yeah. by uh, systems like voice uh, voice-operated telephone systems biscuit that don't uh, that aren't configured for biscuits. Yeah, Those of are the th- biscuit and or disabling attitudes. Those are the things that make me a disabled person. Biscuit, not my tics. Biscuit yeah. sausage.
0: Biscuit. I love that. Um, that outlook and, and perception, Biscuit. you were on, on, on Richard Hedgehog. Herring's podcast. Saquit. And Biscuit. I thought it was, it was fantastic. Hedgehog. And Sausage. one of the things that was said on that was he asked... Biscuit. ...if you would change your your your, your disability. And and the answer you, you, you gave, I'm not going to make you just r- repeat Biscuit. that podcast, but the answer you gave was you'd changed other people's perception Biscuit. and reaction to it or the way society is to it. And, and that was great because I thought... For, as, as we'll get into all it, you're Hedge. a comedian, an actor, driver, and, a theatre performer, cleaner, a living statue, butcher, a window
1: cleaner. I'm now, now listing loads of jobs that would be incredibly dangerous for all of us. <laughs> 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 I, I'm a knife you would
0: act. be the worst li- <laughs> a living statue ever, that would be wonderful.
1: A headshot, a headshot, my niche selling point would be that I am absolutely not a statue. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yeah, absolutely
0: or for the <laughs> brief moments you do stand biscuit. still in that way, would be worth every penny yeah, they head throw. But biscuit, but
1: biscuit. Well, a biscuit. lot of
0: that is because of uh, uh, a lot of that has come about, I guess, in a reaction to
1: biscuit. your ticks. Yeah, biscuit. In what well, in term like biscuit? I suppose going back to that point about that question yeah. that Richard asked, it's a very common question for people to of say course. things like, "You know, if there was a magic pill that you could take to you know to get rid of your Tourette's tomorrow, would you take it?" And I think that. For me, all of those questions miss the point. Mm. I'm not interested in just changing my experience, um, or biscuit. And I'm not interested in changing my body. It's the way it is. I love it. I think it's, I think it's great. It can be frustrating at times, and there are challenges, but it also biscuit gives me access biscuit to a spontaneous creativity that I don't think I'd have otherwise. I'm yeah. not interested in changing the way my, my brain works, but I am very interested in changing the sort of disabling barriers that exist in our world. Yeah, and, of um, Nobody ever asks like or it, people are much more likely to ask, "Would you like to be fixed rather yeah. than what can we do to make the world yeah be- like better yeah. And, uh, and work for more people and that's what I'm interested in because' there's no point in just yeah fixing fixing things isn't the way like what we need yeah. to fix is the barriers and that it, exist in our society and it 's not ramble.
0: Ramble.
1: I'm rambling. <laughs> Hello. I'm rambling. <laughs> and, 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 and fixing is
0: Fuck. is a ludicrous term anyway because it's all it's all on, on on perspective. The fact is, the beauty of, of comedy and, and so much of so many kinds of performance Hedgehog. is the the removing of boundaries, the removing of, of boundaries in your own mind. Yeah. You kind it. of had that thrust upon you in many ways. So Hedgehog. your comedy will Fuck. rather than. Avoid or awkwardly move around biscuit. your tics, it will Fuck.
1: openly embrace
0: it and biscuit. openly Hedgehog. allow people to laugh Sofage. at them and enjoy Fuck it, enjoy that part of it.
1: Yeah, biscuit. Well, there's not like there's not much other choice, do you yeah. know what I mean? Biscuit, I think I, I often say that I'm quite lucky because I have tics, biscuit that are quite noticeable, yeah. it means that I don't have to do that thing where I worry about when I'm going to tell someone that I have Tourette's and worry yeah. about their response. It's something biscuit that I can acknowledge straight away and then just get on with whatever I'm doing. But definitely, like in my performance work, biscuit, I have to allow space for ticks. There's no point in pretending that they're not happening, biscuit. Yeah. Um, that would just be biscuit, really fucking weird, biscuit, yeah. fucking yeah. weird, weird biscuit, we're, weirder than Harold Shipman on a on a, on a donkey. Easily, okay, probably try and avoid serial killers. Serial <laughs> killers. Um, Co- the cocoa pox have died, biscuit. Do you do? You, Tourette's is something Fuck.
0: that I think is 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 largely Sausage. not understood in in the general public. When I was at I school, was uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm more of a dog man, but
1: I don't wh- love cats. I think it's important to acknowledge <laughs> biscuit. That was absolutely a tip that I say all the time. I don't love cats. I don't hate cats, biscuit. I am in fact indifferent to cats. Fuck it, I love cats.
0: So it's it, 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 it uh, when I was at school, there Fuck. was a documentary or two that come out that was the first time that people had kind Hair of seen. T- Correct. And to school kids, it was like Hedgehog. this cool, exciting thing because it's swearing. All it, was, it. all it was known in that one was that it's uncontrollable Hedgehog. swearing and swearing for kids Biscuit. is exciting. So an excuse Hedgehog. to get to do that is wonderful. Duck fart. Sausage. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you understand of of, of, of Tourette's fart. from a medical point of view because i, I asked that in that way because i've got a stutter and people often Stutters. ask me and i don't understand it at all it's a weird thing Stutters. in the brain I, it's, it's not like i'm i i'm not a neurologist i'm someone who's Petrus. got a stutter so i Stutters. know it happens i know it came from a, tra- a traumatic event uh, when Stutters. i was four almost drowned but other than that biscuit. i don't know so what's your kind of understanding of Tourette's and Stutters. how would you explain it clearer?
1: so um Tourette's is a neurological condition biscuit which means that it's a brain condition yeah. biscuit um, it's on a spectrum, so Biscuit affects each person differently, and some yeah. people's tics will be barely noticeable. Biscuit, like mine, not like mine, <laughs> while others <laughs> will behave in a way that makes them stand out. Um, biscuit, everybody with Tourette's will have at least one vocal tic and multiple yeah. motor tics, so involuntary movements, um, and they'll have had those for more than a year. Biscuit, only 10% biscuit of people with Tourette's um, have coperalia, biscuit which is the technical biscuit name for obscene ticks and biscuit so 90 percent of people with Tourette's don't have any swearing ticks biscuit is one of the big myths biscuit about the condition biscuit Mm. um and my understanding of the sort of medical side of it the science side of it um is that it's an area of the brain biscuit called the basal ganglia but that is about the extent of my extent of my knowledge biscuit what i can say is that biscuit for me it's like it's not caused by nervousness or bad parenting biscuit or demonic possession um, yeah, biscuit yeah. <laughs> hedgehog cat um sausage i think biscuit any heightened emotion biscuit can exacerbate my tics so if right, i'm really excited yeah. or really frustrated and uh, biscuit or watching any film that involves mild peril biscuit hedgehog and um, then my tics might biscuit hedgehog yeah. be like slightly more intense but it can also they go up and down and change for Absolutely no reason. Biscuit and why certain words stick around is also a mystery. So, biscuit. Yeah. Lots of people will ask me, biscuit, why biscuit? Uh, biscuit, and I definitely haven't had any traumatic experiences with biscuits. No. With biscuit. I biscuit. I was biscuit. I was masturbated by a jam roly-poly. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't.
0: It's <laughs> unimaginable. Um, I mean,
1: it'd be messy. So Fuck. D- 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 jam. How kind of... Welcome to Jamrock. How, how regularly do <laughs> your
0: specific or your your, your regular ticks kind of vary? As biscuit, so, biscuit, biscuit hedgehog, and s- sausage, biscuit, are sausage, three, regular, biscuit.
1: So biscuit, I often describe sort of vocal ticks as there being sort of three three types of vocal tick, and this is mm-hmm. very much just about my experience of yeah. them. There's the regular ticks, biscuit that I say hundreds of times a day. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's biscuit fine. hedgehog, noisy. Uh, biscuit, uh, biscuit. We're, we're in an airport. <laughs> we're, we're, we're in a cheese board factory. Okay, we're, we're just in a room. Um, biscuit. So there's so there's very regular ticks that biscuit. I'll say hundreds of times a day, like yeah. biscuit and hedgehog and cats at the moment. Biscuit. Um, there are occasional ticks that I might just say once or twice, and then they might never come up again. Sometimes yeah. they might be re- they might be really simple, and sometimes they can be really complex. Biscuit, hedgehog, biscuit, because ticks can be just a sniff or a squeak. Or they can yeah. be words and phrases. It's biscuit. And the final type of tick are like ticks that are almost explosive in how they come out. And it will be a big burst of themed ticks. Yeah. So sometimes things on a particular theme will all will all come out together. Biscuit. And ticks can be like influenced by the environment around Biscuit. But it's definitely not just what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm yeah. Th- Biscuit, I'm thinking about you rolled up in cotton sheep. <laughs> I'm going to be cotton thinking about sheep. that constantly
0: <laughs> now. Um, it's It's... It's, it's a fascinating one because the so. last one where it's kind of influenced Biscuit. by your s- surroundings, when I came to see your your, your performance of, of Not I, you, are, are you explained that you had to be kind Biscuit. of very much secured because, and we'll get into that so. in great detail as we go on, but you had to be raised for it and you have a wheelchair and so. heights and a wheelchair part of you, having physical ticks, there's a risk
1: that you would th- throw yourself off
0: of a stage or,
1: yeah,
0: or a, a, a ramp. So,
1: I mean, there's not just a chance, there's a high likelihood. There's a, you're, a, doing, you're doing that show biscuit. every
0: night for several... For, biscuit. Oh, wait, biscuit.
1: There's going to be a
0: lot of injuries on, on both sides of the performance. Biscuit.
1: It would be a very short play if I yeah. wasn't strapped in. Biscuit, for some people with Tourette's... Um, there's an element of doing or saying biscuit the worst thing in any given situation. Yeah. So for me, biscuit, that impulsivity and that lack of impulse control, control, biscuit means I'm very good at knowing what's dangerous. I've got a really good sense of danger. Biscuit, yeah. What I haven't got is the bit in my brain that stops me from then on that dangerous thing so i think everybody when coming close to an edge of a building or a or a road would think ah or like a or a height would think i mustn't jump or i mustn't walk in front of a front of you know walk into the road just get my brain does the has that same thought but then does the opposite so means that I'll see something hot and be like oh that's hot you shouldn't touch it and automatically my arm will reach out and touch it and so yeah if I'm up eight feet in the air biscuit and have an option of not being biscuit chances are I'll throw myself down biscuit and so those that's that impulsive that impulsive and oppositional side of Tourette's biscuit is Mm. probably one of the something that lots of people wouldn't know about um biscuit but is one of the things that, on a daily basis, requires quite a lot of attention yeah. to keep me safe and to keep, you know, other people who have uh, like a similar experience safe. Yeah, of Biscuit. course. Sausage.
0: Um, is it? Is it something that's? How is it when you're Biscuit. on your own? Is it heightened by being around? people? you spoke in, sausage in 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 after the show Sa- about the hmm. peace at times of going if, when you Sa- are out of going into the, the into the toilets to be able to. Tick freely, and it's something that S- I've definitely experienced in life. I've realised S- over S- years that one of the reasons I'm a bit of a recluse is because that time on my own in Pet- silence, I'm not having to fight Pet- and stutter. And mm. it's it's something that is a, a second S- nature thing now, but it's still
1: S- you know, S- it can be
0: an exhausting thing. So, do you? Find that, it more relaxing when you're on your own, f- or is it still kind of...
1: Biscuit. My my bo- my body and my tics keep going when I'm on my own. Biscuit, yeah. I used to find that actually quite challenging. Biscuit. Um, there was some there's something about ticking on my own biscuit that as my tics were intensifying, I found quite confronting. Biscuit, right. because when there are other people around, there's the context of them, you know, people laughing or people enjoying them or being around. Like, it feels within the context of normal conversation. Right. Yes. And so perhaps... Particularly with close friends and family, it's like where ticks, where I feel totally comfortable and that's everybody understands. Biscuit being on your own means that there isn't that context and Biscuit, you are like I, you you are with your own ticks. So for me, that it doesn't, it didn't, you know, I'd be relaxed, it didn't make a difference to them, Biscuit. But yeah, I did at the beginning find that quite hard. Um, biscuit, because I biscuit. I, I had ticks since I was about six, um, biscuit. But they as I they intensified in my early twenties, biscuit, yeah. and began to have a bigger um, impact on my life, biscuit. I think biscuit. What's nice, I suppose, about being in your own is that there are there are lots of lots of like I feel like I'm very aware in public space about how people are responding to me. Yeah. Maybe less so now, biscuit, as a wheelchair user, I think, because there is a visible symbol of disability that people recognise, biscuit I'm more likely to be treated with empathy and support, yeah. biscuit than when I was walking around. But even though my tics haven't changed at all. Biscuit. I'm also much more likely to be patronised and not spoken right. to directly. Um biscuit um but yeah, definitely. I think when I was walking around, biscuit, um, and you know, very erratically, people. Though I think I was met with a lot of fear. Like yeah. people were often like you know, frightened about, you know, frightened of me and unsure on how to respond.
0: Biscuit. It's strange, isn't it? That that, that, that switch from from Cat. empathy or or sympathy even biscuit from almost Cat. threat or or again, they're both they both come from from misunderstanding Hedgehog. and lack of knowledge. Biscuit. Yet they they. Come out in completely different ways if you Hedge, can. F- if you see more.
1: said. If you can walk around
0: yeah. and more in, in that, whereas if you're in a, a, a wheelchair, there is that great kind of
1: f- biscuit awareness what,
0: biscuit? Of, of a disability of some sort.
1: Yeah, I mean biscuit that that idea of what disability looks like. Biscuit is something yeah. that really urgently biscuit needs to change for us as a society. I don't think it serves anyone. Um, I think there's such a restricted view of what disability looks like and what that includes. And I think some, there's the perception of it, I think, for some people that it's sort of a club in yeah. some way. And you, you can't, you know, you, lots of people I think who ha- will have particular impairments will say, Oh, I don't like, don't know whether I can say that I'm disabled. Right. And for me, it's like, disability because i understand that in the relation to the social model it's like if you have a body or mind biscuit that means that you experience barriers in the world because people haven't thought about you biscuit you can choose to identify as disabled if you wish disability is that shared experience of barriers because of how your body or mind works for me biscuit saying i'm a disabled person makes me feel strong it means it's part means biscuit those barriers are acknowledged and only if they are acknowledged can they be changed. And right. so it doesn't do anyone any favours to say, oh you know, I don't see you as disabled. It's like I want you to see yeah. the barriers that I face. And I want you to understand them yeah. because I want us to be able to remove them together.
0: Yeah. Biscuit. Yeah. Cash. It's it's because again sussy. it is it's it's weird that the, 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 the term disabled or the, the the category of disabled has gradually become something that is somehow Governed and signed off on by the, by the government or by the councils and things like that. And again, it is, it's that kind of, well, but how disabled are you? So that's that's the weirdest question in the world. But it's a mm. question that people for. with disabilities, number one, are constantly asked. And number two, are constantly made to ask of themselves, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. horrendous. Biscuit.
1: The thing is that for me, like disability isn't a constant, unchanging state. Yeah. I am more or less disabled in different contexts. Yeah. You know, in... in a room that's sort of flat and has loads of you know has you know where I can wheel around easily and where there are people who are really understanding of my tics and ready to help me and I have the right support I'm t- I can be totally independent and in control of my decision making yeah. you take that take some of those things away take away my support or biscuit or create an environment that's non-accessible and then I'm disabled then I'm re- restricted and yeah. and isolated so but I think that responsibility for taking an inclusive Biscuit approach is something that everybody shares yeah. and something that everybody can do is be ready to adapt and do things in different ways for people as they need them yeah. uh, Biscuit. And just having a broader understanding of what disability might look or sound like and it not, you know, if being ready to, to offer support without having to see a cane or a crutch yeah. or, or a pair yeah. of wheels. Yeah. sausage sure so, so
0: biscuit. did, did, did the, the 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 urge to see change sausage in the way um, environments are set that, up for more and more people was that something that motivated that, you to go into theatre and comedy biscuit. and to take the stage as such biscuit. to change the environments that we currently have
1: biscuit I think biscuit I my journey to performance I think was probably quite an unusual one biscuit mm-hmm. in that I had you know I had no ambitions biscuit for that to be part of my life. I am a creative person and creative work and yeah. um is has always been a big part of who I am. Biscuit, but but performance wasn't and I, you know, Biscuit, I worked on London's Adventure Playgrounds for the last sort of twenty years yeah. and sort of managing children's projects was what I had done professionally. Um Biscuit, but I created Tourette Zero in two thousand and ten as a response to my experiences living with the condition and yeah. co founded it with Matthew Partney, who's a good friend and collaborator biscuit hedgehog caps biscuit beans um my short-term memory is appalling biscuit and i can't remember where i was going can Understand. you just remind me can you uh, remind uh, me very, or, or, or very or quickly onto, stage onto from the stage Yes, biscuit. Yeah, biscuit so biscuit i co-founded Tourette zero in 2010 biscuit as a creative response to my tics and biscuit what was, was slowly by um you know through training and it became like clear that developing the language to talk about my tics was was really positive and was yeah. making a big difference to me. And really the move into theatre came because I was having lots of di- like theatre was something that I wanted to see. I biscuit I loved going to see comedy. Yeah. But as my tics made me stand out and found it harder and harder to go. And mm-hmm. I had a few really difficult experiences yeah. um at the theatre Biscuit where I, you know, Biscuit despite doing loads of thinking and being in touch with the comedian beforehand and um you know, and the theatre and him introducing me to the whole audience. Despite all of that preparation, I was still asked to, Biscuit, move and sit separately. Uh, And it was a Mm -hmm. deeply upsetting and distressing experience. And in that moment, I promised myself, Biscuit, that I would never set foot in another theatre again. Mm -hmm. Biscuit. But thankfully, it wasn't a promise I I kept. And instead, I decided to occupy Biscuit, the only seat in the house, Biscuit, that I wouldn't be asked to leave, Biscuit, on stage uh, and make a show. That talked about my experiences of theatre and, and of Tourette's and um, of my passionately and deeply held belief, biscuit, that if you make work, artwork inclusive, you make it better, yeah. you strengthen it. Um, sausage, biscuit. Um, so that was my roots into performing. But I don't, I absolutely don't think you should have to make a show to feel safe in the theatre and that's ultimately what I had to do um because I felt I often felt unsafe in those cultural spaces and I think this I had an interesting experience at a at a comedy event at a comedy event in Edinburgh where the comedian I hadn't had a chance to speak to him in advance so he I was there and with Tourette's in his audience and I'd you know I explained that um when he noticed my tics biscuit and he said something really interesting he said oh you know I've as a comedian you plan for everything you plan for hecklers you plan for drunk people but you know I've never you know you wouldn't plan for someone with Tourette's biscuit and my question to that is why not yeah. like biscuit if we are expecting our audiences to not include people with learning disabilities or people with uh, neurological conditions then no. like why are we assuming that, that those people aren't in our audiences. Yeah, um, biscuit Tourette's isn't a rare condition. It's estimated to affect, affect 300,000 people in the UK wow. alone. Biscuit and and obviously it's not the only neurological condition. Biscuit that means you'll make you know noise yeah. and movement. And so we're talking about you know big swathes um, of the population. And it's like one in five people identify as disabled, but that's definitely not representative of who we see on on stage or on yeah. screen. And Biscuit, that visibility of difference feels really important to me because it was through seeing Biscuit, the work of other disabled artists, that gave me the confidence um, to start Tourette's Hero. Yeah, biscuit.
0: and it's, it's, it's a fascinating one because that, that, that choice that fact comedians in general... Biscuit. Be, because, again, it's a weird one because you Sasage. can understand how if fact. for certain shows, if they're biscuit. not prepared for it... It is going to be a tough thing for a community biscuit. to deal with. It's going to be challenging. But, sausage. as you've highlighted there, they biscuit. will all prepare, essentially, for arseholes. Um, They'll prepare for people who are going to heckle or be drunk or be offensive, but, but they won't prepare for people who, completely involuntary, are just there to enjoy yeah. themselves. <laughs> it's
1: like, Pet
0: why would you... be doing it wrong. You're making amends for the wrong crowd there. Yeah, so,
1: biscuit. But, it, I mean, it, like, and it is different, because like, the thing about... That makes Tourette's different from heckling is that you know, obviously, I don't get to choose, but also it doesn't stop. Like, you start engaging with my tics, and it will carry like Tourette's will always have the last word, yeah. and I have no sort of control or agency over that, yeah. really. And it's so it's very difficult if somebody starts engaging with my tics in a particular way to so then, yeah. Um, and actually, in in, com- in there there'd be a number of times in sort of comedy settings where. There is that experience of becoming the show rather than yeah. just being able to watch the show, and I think biscuit of course, it's you know being on stage. I know as a comedian how challenging it is sure. if there if you know if people are shouting out. Yeah. Um, but I suppose it's the same thing as, as talking about like visible symbols of disability. It's yeah. just thinking like, this like people's brain. People need to do things in a different way. Attention and focus looks different for different types of people. Biscuit yeah. if I'm being still or quiet then biscuit I mean I'm either dead or I'm definitely not concentrating on what you're saying biscuit yeah. because yeah. I have to put so much energy biscuit into making my um body still yeah. or quiet biscuit like it's possible but only for very short periods of time. Yeah. But for if I'm moving around that means biscuit or oh, and making repetitive noises yeah I'm totally I can be totally it, focused on what means, you're saying. So I said
0: that you're drawn in and F- engaged in their, sh- their show. Um, Beans! It's, it's it's a fascinating one then, because when I came to Mother see...
1: Mother Teresa fucked a golf buggy in the 1950s. When F- I
0: came to see that, but also when I came <laughs> to see um, your performance of Not I, um, F- it was fascinating because there was an information sheet sh- 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 beforehand that explained F- that it's an all-inclusive and welcoming... S- Set. situation and setting if people wish to leave at any Set. point they can, if they wish to move around they can um, Start stage. there would be a kind of introduction b- b- beforehand, then there would Set. be the main performance, then a short film about how it all came together Set. and then kind of an interaction and Q&A and Set. that seemed like a really simple way of making things inclusive of saying here's kind Set. of the settings um, I had, had Sophie Hagen on a while ago who does her, her tours as you can contact her in advance if you've got any specific needs or anything else, and it can be be taken into account. Because, again, it's simple measures to eliminate the... Yeah. ...caught off guard by something. Um, But what then blew me away was the intensity of the performance and of the show. What I'd read on paper, in my mind, it was going to be... This very and r- quite wrongly Petit. it is going to be this this very laid back thing, and it'll probably Petit. stop at points, and we'll all laugh, and it'll be all. Let's continue on. Petit. And it wasn't that. At all. <laughs> the
1: actual Petit. performance
0: was one of the Petit. most intense Petit. and intricate things I've ever seen. So, Petit. so how was it going about putting that sh- a show together? What Petit. made you choose Samuel Beckett? I always pulls thinking I'm getting his name wrong because I'm a big fan of Quantum Leap. Yeah. And the main guy in Quantum Leap was, was Sam, Sam Yeah, Beckett. yeah, So I was not like, it's many not people. not Sammy, <laughs> is it? Sammy, it's, it, No, it is Sammy, it is Sam. But <laughs> it's really what drew you to, to that piece and then to, to put in the whole show together? I guess.
1: Hedgehog Biscuit. So um, so the first show that we made, Biscuit, was called Backstage of Land. Biscuit. Yeah. Uh, and that was definitely like a warm, joyful comedy, Biscuit, that allowed lots of space for my tics and yeah. for them to take us off track and it was a, and it was a show that definitely had serious moments but was was very much about laughing and yeah. the power of humor biscuit and when we were like biscuit we took that to edinburgh in 2014 and we did that it was the first show we'd made and we took it to up to the fringe because we wanted to take it to people who made theater and went to see theater yeah. and to directors and producers and performers because we felt that and the message within the show about inclusivity and about the concept of relaxed performances which are put relaxed performances as a growing movement within UK theatre at Biscuit for shows that take a relaxed approach to sound and movement coming from the audience and allow people to come and go and basically extend a really warm invitation to people who might find it difficult to follow the traditions of theatre etiquette Um, and so we took that show to edinburgh and it did unexpectedly did really well and we got uh, amazingly we got to tour across the uk and internationally biscuit and while we were touring biscuit lots of theaters and venues said things like biscuit we're really excited about relaxed performance um and we'd love to make our work um accessible to disabled people but we just haven't had the right show yet biscuit And I became fascinated by this idea of cultural the cultural curation that happens around what work is and isn't considered suitable for disabled people. Biscuit, why why the Lion King but not Samuel Beckett? And and so we And who's
0: making that Who's making those choices?
1: Yeah. And on what and often I think those decisions are, are built on assumptions. So I also had venues saying things like, oh, that, that show could never be a relaxed performance because it contains nudity. Yeah. Well, it's like, Biscuit, I'm, you know, I can definitely cope with nudity. Yeah. Biscuits, yeah. fucking sheep. Um, sausage dog. So um, I, we I, we really wanted to extend Biscuit, uh, what the, the type of work that was considered suitable for relaxed performance. Yeah. We wanted to challenge people uh, to think, about who gets to perform what and how, yeah. um, Biscuit. But Not I had been is a, Not I is a short play by the um, writer Samuel Beckett. Yeah. Um, and and
0: Who's also a time traveller. Who's
1: also a time traveller. Yeah. yeah. Biscuit. My my best mate Laura, when I said that we were doing a Sam Beckett <laughs> play, was like really genuinely excited that we, I might be doing Quantum Leap. Um, so but amazing. maybe that's next. Hedgehog, yeah. cat, sausage. Um, but Not I as a play had been a reference for me actually long before Zero. Hero. Um, again, Matthew had introduced that play to me at a time when my tics were intensifying and I was finding it hard, hard to adjust, basically and hard to recognise them as part of my body and part of my brain. Like I used to say, I used to talk about the tics and the Tourette's rather than my tics. Right, yeah. Um, and actually the whole premise of the play not i is that there's this disembodied mouth in a darkened room just going at it like just giving a really um fast like monologue of broken up bits of someone's life experience really hard
0: to to follow really yeah
1: yeah a, a, a really hard to follow both because the text is really broken and there is a story in there but it's really fragmented yeah. and because it's really fast you have to do it super quick yeah. um, and so for those both those reasons like the experience of watching it is very different from the experience of reading it yeah. and if you watch it it's all about that being overwhelmed by language and sort of, yeah. and rhythms and the sort of broken 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 language whereas if you read it there are you can follow these this woman's experiences like a woman in her 70s talking about lots of barriers that she's encountered in her life and when i read it i was blown away because like like line after line biscuit really resonated with my lived experience of tourette's and i'm not saying that this is a play about tourette's biscuit but it totally speaks to the experience of being neurodiverse and having a brain that works um in a in an unusual way or like in a way that's like Non-normative.
0: And, 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 and that, for me, Sausage. is what made it Bis- such a powerful and unique theatre experience. Because in general, in theatre, you're Sausage. trying to forget the performer. You yeah. you're, biscuit. You're wanting to be lost completely in the character and this and that. But the, the relation between you, your Head. life as the performer and the character and the words b- b- being said, just all added an extra angle Fat. to it, which I found absolutely... Fascinating and kind Fuck. of exciting and engaging. On the bits where on. you can pick, yeah. pick, pick, pick this bit up, but the speed of it Fuck. means that as soon as you're like, oh, that <laughs> makes me think of this and this, and then you're like, oh, oh, I've missed, I've, oh there's, been, there's been another two minutes. So it's kind of,
1: it's, it's, a, it's a hell of a
0: physical experience as a as a as, a, as a an audience on. member, which biscuit. has got to be a good thing.
1: Biscuit. Basically, we wanted to demonstrate how you could make an intense theatrical biscuit experience. Um, accessible to both performer and artist, uh, b- both sorry biscuit to both performer and audience. Biscuit yeah. without biscuit, reducing the intensity of the piece. Yeah. Um. And to to really challenge and extend the the idea about the type of work that you can make accessible, and to demonstrate how you can embed like access considerations within a piece of work so we have uh, embedded audio description where possible so to describe to people um who can't see what's yeah. happening on stage or what people look like biscuit or integrated sign language so yeah. um my co-performer is charmaine wombwell who is an amazing um performer and whose first language is british sign language yeah hedgehog uh, biscuit and all our performances are relaxed uh biscuit uh, which means that people can make, make noise and move around. And it feels really important to create spaces that demonstrate the benefits of inclusivity. And yeah. I was really interested in um, mixing audiences up and yeah. um, get, using Not I as a way to uh, start conversations about, yeah. about about different types of experience. And most importantly, claim that character as a disabled character and say that we don't need to wait for amazing parts, biscuit to be written for disabled performers, we just have to go and start finding them and claiming yeah. them and using broader stories yeah. to present different types of lived experience. Yeah, I mean, stage. Biscuit. Uh, uh,
0: this is the is the point, and you will have noted. Fat. Noticed I've started l- looking at my notes, but it's notes. because on the night I was so excited, I was Tactic. making frantic notes, and one of the things I liked was immediately after the performance, Fat. you gave a ten minute moment where. As an audience, we turned to the person next to us and discussed what we thought. So and that was quite terrifying <laughs> because I hadn't had five, ten minutes to come up with my intelligent opinion yet. So and you want to come across this, but you look so you're literally. So, so, literally. my first thing was saying to the guy, I was like, yo, that was bad, wasn't it? it was, I was like, oh, I'll have some intelligent stuff to say any minute now. But it, was, it was really nice to to go through, though through that Fact. experience with a stranger, and say, here's what I thought. Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that. And that, again, it became part of the performance and part of what was delivered on the night Sausage. that made it different from an often exclusionary performance Fact. where I've gone to see stuff that I've Fact. loved. I've also gone to see stuff I've not understood at all. Yeah. And I'll Fact. just not mention that. <laughs> and I'll go on, on with my life. But it was nice Fact. to kind of talk about the bits I didn't get, the bits I got... Distracted mm. during Fat because biscuit. I suddenly started sausage. thinking what other Piece. amazing Fat pieces biscuit. could be given a completely new perspective Hedges. by being performed by someone who has t- t- a, t- a Tourette's. I'd Fat gone in thinking
1: sausage as,
0: as they've kind of said what um, almost Fat. from that sausage that outside Bisque. onlooker of what things would be appropriate, yeah, or what t- things would someone with Tourette's be capable of performing. Fat. Whereas biscuit. it ended, I was like. What things could be transformed by this amazing, mm. y- a, u- a unique for, perspective? So, that,
1: yeah, it was an exciting
0: yeah. experience to, to have that interaction at the Shut end.
1: Up, well, I think it also like so. For there's like for me, it's that I very rarely see my experiences as a disabled person represented on screen or TV in a way yeah. that feels resonant. Like where where you see. Um, uh, wheelchair users or disabled people, particularly in films, um, it's of, they are often characters that are written and performed by non-disabled people. Biscuit. Yeah. So all of those stereotypes about, you know, what it means to be a disabled person are often re- rehashed yeah. um, by people who don't have that as part of their lived experience. And I think that that's, that's damaging because it means that not only are stereotypes being reinforced, Biscuit, but also disabled performers aren't being nurtured. Yeah. Um, and I think what people, people often focus on how difficult it would be for a particular performer to undertake roles. And actually, it's like if you look at it the other way round, it can be totally transformative, and they bring a lived experience. 100%. I think often people say, oh, you know, it's just acting. So if people are sort of cripped up, so that's cripping up is the practice of non-disabled people taking okay. on disabled roles. Yeah. They will often only focus like that 's mimicking the physical symptoms of a particular condition yeah that's being disabled is so much more than that it 's yeah. about biscuit, that experience a bit of, of that lived experience of disability is definitely part of my identity, like experiencing those barriers and uh, 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 on a daily basis has shaped me and my outlook on the world biscuit. Yeah. and I think any disabled performer. Taking on a role would obviously take on that role and concentrating on on acting that character, but those elements of what it means to be a disabled person would be understood in a much deeper yeah. way. And I think I just get so frustrated. I, you know, I watched something last night where there was a, a you know, a wheelchair using character played by a a non wheelchair using actor, and it was like all of the stuff like focused on him pissing at the dinner table and things like that into a bottle. And I was like, I wish I could do that. yeah Uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah, i mean it's way more complicated than than that um but that like obsession with like how disabled people go to the toilet or how they have sex or you know or and you know that idea that of course he can be a horrible character because he's a wheelchair user you know if you're a wheelchair user your life must be so depressing that you'd have to be absolutely horrendous to everybody around you and it's like there's just there's loads of those really like cliched and it you know at represent like views, and it just yeah. turns me off stuff. It's like it's so much richer if you get someone who has that as part of their lived experience
0: because they can give a character to the, the disability rather than the disability being the character, which is so yeah. often the case, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. In, in, yeah. in things, and um, F- one of, of the notes I made
1: Sausage?
0: was the build up of biscuits, biscuits. which, is, uh, which <laughs> is a hell of a note, but it, it's something that added F- an intensity to the piece because, again, as you've said, it's a very quickly. Biscuit, a uh, delivered piece um, F- coming from a a rap background uh, myself. F- it was amazing to see the the use of of F- of, of, of delivery of syllable placement of breathing. F- but it meant that when there was a gap, F- and often a written pause in the text, there was then F- a F- build up of biscuits that would <laughs> a build up of, of biscuit that would then come out. And that kind of added intensity, because it felt like there was this pressure
1: Stuffed. to get
0: this out, and then this
1: Hair explosion. Yeah, so I, Biscuit, so the Biscuit, what I didn't know until we started performing it as a whole piece, because I, Biscuit, it's really hard to learn, and yeah. takes a long time, because it's so broken, and doesn't follow a normal sort of narrative that you can follow, yeah. and yeah, hold yeah. in your head. It's very repetitive, and it's so easy to uh, like end up getting te- taken down a wormhole, and being totally lost in the words. Out. What yeah. point am I at? Yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. Um, biscuit. Hedgehog cats. Biscuit short term memory. Yeah, oh, we're on the build up of, of Biscuits. and in the the gaps, in the
0: yeah. pauses, the, the
1: Yeah, biscuit. So um, what was so I didn't realise until I started performing it as a whole text that there are these so there are these four moments of pause that Samuel Beck, Beckett has written into the play. And in those moments, it was like every biscuit, um, biscuit that would have been in the section before, yes. sort of pistoned out at, at top speed. And I hadn't—it wasn't—I wasn't deliberately suppressing those ticks, yeah. um, biscuit. But there was an almost automatic suppression that happened, putting biscuit, putting that monologue, putting those words through my body and through my mouth, biscuit somehow displaced some of my vocal tics. I think it made my it made my motor tics move about more, yeah. made my body move about more. But I often describe it as like putting a stone into water, putting that monologue through my body, displaced and moved some of the tics, vocal tics out of the way. But as soon as there were those gaps, those moments of pause, they all flowed through yeah. like you like if you'd taken the stone out. Yeah. Um, and fuck, that... Those moments were some of the most challenging for me in performing it because not not that there I get got thrown by the biscuits, but because the stream became so like uh, forceful that yeah. actually knowing how working out how I could break into that, break into my own involuntary language to go back into the text and do the next bit of performance yeah. was like really hard, like really scary because it's like you have to. How am I going to break back into all those biscuits and be able to breathe at the same time? It must have been sausage. exhausting.
0: It must be exhausting as well because Focus. you're breaking a very intense bit of delivery that's tick based mm-hmm. with an intense bit of delivery that's not tick based. So it's like a full sprint, and you have to then turn, a full right turn, to keep <laughs> sprinting. It's not to stop. You've got to do a a, a, a complete so, right angle turn and keep going sausage. at that pace. So, Biscuit. How was that as a as a as a physical thing to get to get used to the the exhaustion of delivering? Yeah,
1: biscuit. Well, the the biscuit. The good thing about Not Eye is that it is very intense, but it's also very short biscuit. So in my mind, I'd be like, "Come on, Jess, you just got to do this for twelve minutes." It's uh, (laughs) it's um, biscuit, Uh, and and that bit of the as you said, it's like those twelve that twelve minutes fits into a bigger bigger part of the show, which is a biscuit an hour, and. I was always always found that sort of the Beckett, the not I bit, the most scary bit. Which yeah. and it's interesting, Charmaine, who is the um, was the BSL performer. Yeah. She fa- like she found the Beckett bit the most straightforward bit and would right. worry and be more anxious about some of the discussi- discursive bits discussion yeah. because she didn't know what people were going to say. Yeah, yeah. And um, biscuit. And so it's interesting that we both had these bits that we worried about, but they were they were different. It was, it was
0: amazing <laughs> to see the challenges. Hedges for Charmaine as well, though, because, again, the way that you did it beautifully Flat. was you wanted her to, to sign all of the ticks as well. Flat. And it, when I had a a, a, a radio show Hedric. on XFM, it was pre-recorded, Sausage. I had a producer, and one of the first m- m- meetings we had I had to say, look, Biscuit. leave all the stutters in, otherwise you're going to have far much more work than <laughs> this is worth it's only an hour show. it takes you five hours to to, to cut it into sh- to shape it's not worth it but one of the things Hedgehog. that made that fascinating is of my mum does bsl and it's something i've kind of i've grown up around a bit so i'm aware Hedgehog. that a lot of people aren't aware that it's not a straight translation the structures Hedgehog. are different the Hedgehog. terms are different, and the way as i described it on the night was if it's a man is on a mountain, then she'll build the mountain first and then put the man on top. So in yeah. our sentence, the man is first. So it's tough if she started building the mountain <laughs> and then a biscuit comes in halfway through <laughs> the building of the mountain. So she to strip the mountain back down and give the biscuit then rebuild the mountain. Yeah. So that must have been a fascinating challenge but on that biscuit. side. It's not as simple as she's learnt, not I, in BSL. Biscuit.
1: It's not as simple as that. She's no. then got
0: to translate it kind of. Oh no,
1: Like I think if she'd just had to learn, like learn it and perform it in BSL, uh, then it would have been a very different experience. But it was her. a combination of and because uh, she
0: it. had to deliver it at speed. So lick she it. had to know it, but it yeah. was then having to put her own brakes on and go, Oh, at least you Well oh, no, I exactly. guess I guess you don't. I was going to say at least you know the ticks are coming, but you don't I That's don't, the point no. of it, so. But what I
1: do know is I like I just get my my sort thought of thoughts are totally tick-free so my performance I just concentrate right. on doing yeah, on doing the on doing the performance she describes it as having to have this peripheral listening so she gets so she does know the text and she knows what's coming up but she doesn't know where the biscuits are going to be so yeah. she has to listen out for them I think it's very easy biscuit most people will also automatically tune them out biscuit people who know me well or spend a lot of time with me biscuit I think at the beginning, you might notice every single Biscuit, but yeah. quickly you learn to edit them out. Biscuit, Completely. Charmaine couldn't allow that editing out process to happen. Yes, of course. Um, she had to keep her attention on them. Biscuit, um, and that's the reason why it, it needed to be a hearing performer yeah. rather than a deaf performer, because my, you know, if there wasn't that requirement, then that, that role should definitely have been a deaf yeah. person, yeah, a deaf artist. Yeah. But we did need, you we did, that, she we that needed that translation. That, that translation. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: And we do a thing on the highlights of the Petra. podcast. We so take a so... small section and make a little video of it. And I really want to take video. the sentence that you just said where... Biscuit. As uh, uh, she knows the text, as she knows so. the words that come in next, but she doesn't know where the biscuits are going to be. Biscuit Because it's out of context. There was no ticks in it. So it's out of context, that would just confuse people <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: hugely as a sentence.
1: There, um, there's a biscuit over there. <laughs> So, Fourteen biscuits and a jammy dodger. <laughs> Fact.
0: So you 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 you, you studied and looked at at rap as a way of 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 getting your a, a delivery down for this. I've had a Carla on the show previously on yeah. the video before, and you showed a bit of a Carla. How was that as a thing to kind of is that, 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 that that's that's how many you expected to be drawing from for Fact. a performance of of a Samuel Beckett Fact. of a theatre piece.
1: Um, biscuit. I mean, I don't think I had any preconceptions about what we would be drawing on yeah. as references. Biscuit, um, hip hop, grime. Those, like, those are musical references that are meaningful, meaningful for me anyway. That's yeah. the type of music that I biscuit enjoy listening to. But it felt totally relevant, biscuit, to this piece, not and to not I, not just because of the speed of delivery needed and the a biscuit and the the clarity of articulation, which is amazing in in loads of yeah. um, hip-hop um, yeah. and grime artists it's incredible how they sort of delivered really deliver really complex uh lines uh, at such breakneck speed yeah. biscuit um and so that was there's definitely that link biscuit but i think there's also a link politically um you know the roots of hip-hop and biscuit and as sort of communication and giving voice to biscuit to lived experience and the urgency of that communication biscuit definitely is something that also felt relevant to this piece and to mouth and to my life as a disabled person because it feels urgent at the moment to communicate what is happening to disabled people and so many people are being written out of our society by cuts to services and to vital equalizing schemes we're looking at a generation of young young disabled people who are seeing biscuit barriers in their life increase rather yeah. than decrease because yeah. of things that um with the way that we the things that we are prioritizing as a society. Biscuit. Yeah. And so that urgent need to tell and to give voice to that experience is something that I definitely feel. Um biscuit um and I think there is that link yeah, um, with yeah, yeah uh, with the history of music.
0: A parallel there. And and something I found interesting as <laughs> well was the um the, the when when I, fat. A, 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 when I was um, started to have music fat. Get, get out there, rapping itself, as you said, it's fat. quite, it's it's quite fat. quick delivery. So Sausage. if you speak English, you've got a comfort fat. and relaxation that you'll probably miss a lot of what's being said because you already understand Etch. it. And I found that when I went and gigged in Europe, people fat. understood the lyrics that bit more. Because they didn't understand it, they'd look and pay attention and fat. read. And that's something I felt that came in this performance as well, because of the ticks and because of 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 the awareness of what this performance is. It meant, I think, that you z- you zoned in that bit sharper to catch bits. If it wasn't, if it was another performance, you may have just had that relaxation of just of loads of it going over your
1: head. So it's kind of
0: an interesting one that it draws it, it draws. Rather than the ticks distracting so that, you, they draw greater attention to the text. Fuck, biscuit, that's what I'm
1: trying to and biscuit, articulate. and there's <laughs> and there's very tick-like language in that text, like yeah. sudden flash. It's repeated over and over again, and actually, at points when I first started learning it, lots of those the language of the play started coming out as involuntary ticks. Yeah. and that was at a time we were touring backstage in Biscuitland. I was like, I can't mix these two shows up because yeah. they're very different yeah, superficially. Yeah, yeah. Um, cats, biscuit, hedgehog, fuck. Yeah, I definitely had a. I had something to say, but I can't remember what it was.
0: <laughs> or, or you talked about the visual, and that was one of the Fat. most striking and amazing things. Again, considering in my head, I was walking Fat. into this very relaxed Fatron. thing. Uh, the the notes in the play are that, that the the performer is
1: kind of
0: strapped up and raised in the air, and there's a Fat. spotlight on their mouth, and that obviously wasn't Fatron, an option with your with your Fat disabilities. Biscuit. So, the way it was performed, it has to be a, a disembodied Fact. mouth, and you were raised up with kind of a, a hat on of sorts that a hoodie, a, a hoodie that put a light only on your Fact.
1: mouth. Yeah.
0: How was that to come up with all of that and to to, 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 to battle to get the right to do the performance? Because again, Hedgehog. it is a piece, and the, be- the, be- the Beckett Society are quite restrictive on what they on when they al- allow these things to be formed and what rules are twisted so, and, and bent.
1: Biscuit so biscuit yeah the Beckett estate are, are control the rights to not eye and to perform not eye. So yeah. um that's the the estate, the family estate of um of Samuel Beckett. They choose and get to work, they get to select who you know, when the play is performed and who buy and how. Um, biscuit and they yeah, they have a reputation for being very sort of strict about following the stage directions, Biscuit and clear about wanting the work, any of Samuel Beckett's work performed in the way that he had intended. Yeah. Biscuit. So actually lots one of the other things I suppose that meant that we went for this play, aside from it being a reference for a long time and it feeling really, me feeling really connected to the text was that we had we went for a meeting with another theatre company where we were talking about different sort of classic plays and not I came up and someone around the table said, oh, biscuit old oh, you know, Jess would never get permission to perform mouth biscuit yeah. and we were instantly struck by that pool, right? <laughs> biscuit. instantly struck <laughs> to that challenge actually the beckett estate were really supportive of biscuit and i think uh genuinely interested in making sure that this play biscuit was accessible to uh to disabled people and to people mm. who might not have had a chance to see it biscuit before um cats um I think the thing that they needed more—that we that, that actually—it was the integrated sign language that they needed, perhaps more time to understand right. how it would work, yeah. because I don't think it's something that they'd been asked before. Yeah. Um, and so we worked closely with them to sort of experiment and demonstrate how that could be integrated into the piece without, you know, affecting that sort of the dramatic image of this mouth in a dark yeah, room, of course. which is, um, which is a, like incredible as a, vi- like as a oh, visual yeah. image is like amazing, but actually those, so there are these, so there are these stage directions, biscuit, which appear quite straightforward. There's like a tiny paragraph of stage directions, yeah. but what, even once you get permission to perform the eye, you have to follow those stage directions. Yeah. And they, the main directions are biscuit, that, that it's totally dark. Except for um, for a light on the mouth, uh, with the rest of the face in shadow, um, and that mouth is eight feet in the air. Biscuit, and so we had to uh, we had to think creatively about how we tackled both of those yeah. things. So um, historically, how it's been performed is that uh, female performers, because it was performed by a woman. Yeah. Um, have been sort of strapped up into yeah. things that look a bit like stocks, yeah. or or like made to sort of sit on top of you know ladders. Yeah, yeah. Um, biscuit, all the way it had been, you know, the way it had been performed wouldn't work for me and wouldn't work for my body, biscuit. Yeah. So we went stri- we went back to those directions and thought, right, how can we biscuit do this in a way that works for me? Yeah. Um, and so we experimented with different ways of um, having the light as part of my costume biscuit yeah. so that I didn't need to be held still to have a light focused on my yeah. mouth. Instead, by having the lights in my hoodie, it means that when my biscuit, when I move about, the light moves with me because there's nothing in the directions that say that mouth has to be still. Yeah. Uh, similarly, when we, t- when we were looking at that how I got eight feet in the air safely, we yeah. wanted to make sure it was safe and therefore that I had to be secured in some way, but we didn't want it to look like I was strapped up. Um, yeah. We also looked at sort of aerial stuff, but quickly realized that I wanted to go up with my chair yeah. um, and that i didn 't want to be lifted out of my chair because yeah. I think lots of people would read that as me somehow being liberated from my wheelchair, where in fact yeah, my wheelchair is what gives is what is liberating it's um, and I think that like you see some of those ideas about wheelchairs are so ingrained in Um, sort of public perception. It was interesting that when Stephen Hawking died recently, there were loads of sort of illustrations of him, like, walking, uh, like, leaving his chair and walking. um, And actually, that's as a disabled person, my chair makes me less disabled. My chair is absolutely liberating. I love it. And I could happily talk for hours about wheelchairs, but they are often... In a, so, in a society, often they're seen as restrictive yeah. or like, like horrible things. Actually, it couldn't be, couldn't be more different. Again, I mean, it's, it's as just you skip. were saying at the
0: start, it's that fuck. weird flip of seeing the wheelchair as a restriction rather than, than the step.
1: That mm. is
0: clearly restrictive. It's like, oh, it's the Wheel wheelchair that's the restrictive. It's like, it's like no, it's that. The, it's the. It's
1: like, my my, this my is, wheels this is are really not. Brilliantly, it's
0: amazing. I mean,
1: why everybody else is still walking around? I have no idea. It's crazy, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. It's the worst way to get around. Um,
1: Head. I'll start to wrap
0: things up because, I'll as
1: you <laughs> I,
0: as you can, can see, I need I Fact. need something that says that when I'm rambling on because Did I love to ramble? ramble. But. um What's ahead? Have you got biscuit. plans on what on what other pieces you want to tackle next? Hedge and again, it's again, it's exactly that. It's what pieces you you can give a fresh and new perspective to, rather than what are you capable Hedge. of performing or anything biscuit.
1: else. Yeah, Biscuit. Well, I like I think that that's probably us. Uh, that's probably the only Beckett play I'll do. Yeah. Biscuit. Yeah. Um, not ruling it out forever, but like like I'm i was interested in that play. I'm probably yeah. not gonna do loads more beckett this uh, <laughs> year. Um but I I we're we're really interested in um making work for children next, I think, or yeah. for children and adults. So Biscuit, my my background is in play work. Yeah. Um and I think that there's some really exciting crossovers between play and performance and visual art. So we're really interested in experimenting with like um what can be a performance and right. creative spaces that children can occupy and play in but also where performance can happen in right. um and so i think we're really going to in the next year experiment with some of some of those ideas i'm particularly interested in making work for children um because i think there's a real potential uh, in get uh, for children to experience and see disability in different ways and to yeah. see um uh, biscuit, hedgehog, biscuit to like experience difference. And um, biscuit, I think children often, you know, they they often think inclusively very naturally. Biscuit, um, they oh. ask curious questions, and most yeah. importantly, and um, biscuit they listen to the answers Biscuit whereas sometimes when we get older Biscuit we think we know everything already Biscuit and
0: that gets drilled out of them as well as they get older because again it's that certain mindset
1: so we'll be doing Biscuit we'll hopefully we'll be we'll be experimenting with making new work that's funny and joyful um Biscuit uh and for kids uh, and adults biscuit we will also be touring biscuit not i yep. um across the uk Amazing. in the autumn so look out like people should look out for that yeah um, and biscuit and um into we'll take it i think to north america in at the start oh, of wow. next year biscuit um and we're also i'm heading to portland biscuit in a few weeks time um to with uh, my stand-up show mm-hmm. um sit down stand up roll over biscuit sk- <laughs> sk- um, which again is a um, that is a show that really came out with some difficult experiences that I had at at, at a comedy festival yeah. um, and thinking about how the location of laughter and how right. you can make that you can make a show where that is funny and where people laugh but without putting that laughter on anyone in the audience I think yeah, sometimes I, I think sometimes comedians like focus on people in the audience and they yeah. like there and there's a big difference between laughing with someone and laughing at them and i think for me like exploring that boundary of where the laugh sits and how it's located and who has yeah. control of that biscuit is really interesting because i know how amazing it is to share laughter and what a yeah, powerful absolutely. tool humor is for connecting people together i think it's just i think one of the most biscuit powerful tools we have yeah because of that like you can through laughter, you can talk about really big things yeah. and feel really connected to other people, yeah. biscuit. But equally, if you are, if that laughter is located, if it sits on you, if it lands on you, it can feel really crushing. If it is in the wrong yeah. place, it can feel totally isolating. And so, the power of laughter and our responsibility to use it um, to promote inclusive spaces yeah. is something that I'm and into
0: it's, it's it's, it's such fuck. Like- a, a kind of s- a simple n- n- nuance, again, that people ignore. A biscuit. A Jordan Gray, who's a comedian who I've, I've, I've had on the podcast, wrote s- a blog re- recently about... Because, ah. again, everything sh- should be free reign to comedy. You should be able to s- discuss s- anything in comedy. But where people get it wrong and where people get overly PC is... Or the people who do it right is, say... because. Jordan right is a transgender lady. Um, and she was saying where people get it wrong is thinking that you can't discuss trans Fat. culture in your comedy. The people who get it right is discussing their re- reaction Fat. to transgender culture or trans culture. R- rather than l- 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 laughing at the culture, Fat. it's laughing at their own interpretation, their own. Fat reaction to it so it's laughing at yourself whilst discussing Petri. these things rather than saying oh we can't talk about a sexuality g- gender disability you can you should it's important Fet. to discuss all of them it's only inclusive if you do discuss all of them Fet. it's exclusionary yeah. if you suddenly say oh we can't talk about a Tourette's or or, or, or any disability Biscuit.
1: yeah but I think dangerous. but it also has to can like that has to be informed by 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 lived experience or yeah. people's yeah, lived yeah. experience I think I think it's very easy potentially. I think definitely in relation to Tourette's, to for comedians to think, "Ah, oh, Tourette's is funny." Or I had like I had this interaction with someone with Tourette's. I it's fine for me to talk about that yeah. within my work. I think that like I think there's a very fine line there between taking someone's lived experience yeah. and like talking about your like your yeah, own yeah, yeah, re- yeah, yeah. responses to it because. It is very easy for stereotypes or for uh, for you for you to, yeah, for you yeah, to yeah. be. I've definitely seen performances where comedians are talking about Tourette's in a way that is reinforcing myths, yeah. and they're talking about experiences that aren't their own, yeah. and, partic- and a, particularly and a where in that. yeah, and particularly it's where the, the people are getting on those stages, and it's like if you're talking about the lived experience of people who aren't on the comedy circuit. For whatever reason, because yeah. it's non, possibly because it's non-accessible, or yeah. because of the barriers that they face. If you, like, I think you have to be very careful about: Are you the right person? What gives you the what gives you yeah. um, permission to be talking about this? Yeah. Um, and is it useful? What are you adding yeah. to the conversation? Yeah. And I don't think that things should be off the agenda in terms of comedy. I think comedy should cover like has yeah. a power, but I think it's important that it, it's that that power is shared and not just taken by the same group of people who take power in lots of other spaces i think biscuit when we were putting not i together we were biscuit i thought a lot about the difference between biscuit feeling able to take a creative risk and feeling safe to take a creative risk and i think everybody should be ready to take creative risks and go and see stuff if they that they might like or not like there's a big difference between that biscuit and taking a risk with part of your identity yeah. and feeling unsafe yeah. in a theatre or cultural space. And I don't think anyone should feel unsafe because of things that are, you know, characteristics about their body yeah. and their identity. And I have often felt unsafe in theatres because yeah. of my tics and people's reactions to them. And that's what I want to change. Yeah. But taking creative risks and, like, testing things out and, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Um, Biscuit is... And, satirizing the sort of disabling barriers in the world is something that feels hugely exciting to me yeah. beans Sparks, so, so, biscuit uh, where can people
0: keep up to date on all this biscuit that's ahead biscuit a, a, a Tourette's hero is on on social media on Twitter
1: yeah biscuit so um yeah check biscuit to... well check out the website mm-hmm. tourettshero.com biscuit um there, there I write regularly so there's a regular blog biscuit there is also um a list of over 6,000 things that I've said as ticks. Um, many of them are really funny, and they're all there to be used as springboards for other people's creativity. Biscuit. Yeah. So we invite artists, poets, musicians to use them and make work in response to them and then yeah. upload it to the gallery. Um, Biscuit. Um, but, yeah, also on social media, tw- um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Tourette zero all one words. Biscuit, come and find us. So look out for the daily outburst which is my uh, i share a funny tick every day yeah and um, biscuit. i quickly realized that biscuit you know ticks are perfect for twitter yeah
0: <laughs> it's, it's a wonderful highlight <laughs> they always should yes. pop up and it's yeah
1: sausage i love it biscuit. well
0: thank you very much for biscuit. taking the time um, well, th-
1: biscuit thank you I for looking having me f- forward
0: to this, the, this discussion because it kind of
1: hmm.
0: i realized the opposites that Fat. we've grown up with i've always Fat. had things Fat. I want to say, but aren't, I'm not necessarily capable of saying. There's yeah. certain Biscuit. words I'd like to get out, but I can't get out. And you've had Hedric. the complete opposite. There's, there's certain <laughs> words you've no desire to say, but you've got no choice whatsoever. So, yeah, it's been a fascinating chat. And, p- and thank you for taking the time. And so, uh, yeah, Biscuit. I look forward to all that's ahead.
1: Thank you. Biscuit, I feel feel like it's really important that difference is visible and audible. And yeah. I feel excited that the audible difference will be present in this interview. Biscuit yeah. for both uh, of us. So Been listening to Scooby's Pit's
0: Desperate the Pieces. There we go. That was episode two hundred. It's been a hell of a ride, isn't it, guys? Not missed a week in ages or ever in three or four years in two hundred over two hundred episodes. Um, thank you for tuning in. Go and check out T- Tourette's Hero and go and see Jess um, on tour with Not I. It's it's fantastic. I really can't. I can't recommend it enough, it, it blew me away. As you will have heard on the podcast, you know, that quite excited and struggling to get my words out. I mean part of that is must my, my stutter, but part of that was just the excitement over, over what I'd seen. So yeah. Thank you to Jess Tom for being the two hundredth guest. Next week I'm joined by Cedric Bixler Zavala of at the drive in, which a lot of you have been waiting for. So um yeah. It's a great conversation. Another one where I'm hugely excited because a lot of you know that's one of my favourite bands of all time. Cedric is an absolute dude and a friend. So, yeah, check that out next week. And check all the rest out, all the other weeks. We ain't stopping anytime time soon. We're 200 in. Here's to the next 200. See you later. Bye-bye.